Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. It's one of my favorite hours of the week. It's time to spill the tea. This show started out as a mini-series in March of 2020. It was a way of gathering our divine sisterhood together during the pandemic, and it's still going strong. If you're new here, welcome. Nearly every week, Molly McKinley and I get together to sip tea, do some breath work, recite affirmations, lead meditation moments, and have a conversation about what we're reading, seeing, or doing. All with a focus on keeping a balance of divine feminine and masculine energies at our table. Most of the time, it's the two of us. Sometimes we have a fellow soul-centered author or entrepreneur join us. Take a moment now to pour your favorite beverage, pop in your earbuds, and snuggle into your coziest spot. Or head outdoors for a walk if you prefer. And then get ready to listen in on this hour of togetherness. Hello, world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another Spill the Tea Tuesday. We are so grateful to be here with you. And we have an amazing guest with us today, Tara Nicole Kirk. Welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay, so I like tea. Thank you. Yes, right. And who doesn't want to spill it with you? Come on now. I'm going to curl out of my camera into your space in that fuzzy yellow sweater. I just, my my baby chicks. I'm so like crazy about this sweater. It feels like it looks too. So that's the thing. I'm, I like, I have a strong philosophy that our life should be, should feel like a cashmere blankie. Oh, so yes. I kind of try to like wear things that feel like an actual cashmere blankie. Oh my gosh. You are yeah. speaking our language right into <laughs> our souls. This is why I live in the goddess gown. Cause it's like, who doesn't want silk on their body all day? Yes. <laughs> Well, so we are starting today, guys. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I'm going to read Tara's bio, but let me just tell you, you can tell we're in the company of greatness right now. So she is the author of The Transformational Consumer, Fuel a Lifelong Love Affair with Customers by Helping Them Get Healthier, Wealthier, and Wiser. She's also the creator of the 30-Day Writing Challenge for Conscious Leaders, which I took and was amazing. She's also an entrepreneur in residence with Lightspeed Venture Partners, the founder and CEO of a startup called Soul Tour, a technology and media platform for upliftment and spiritual well-being. Tara is the former VP of marketing for MyFitnessPal. I mean, I saw her on TV when she worked for MyFitnessPal, like Mm. legit on TV being interviewed Mm -hmm. Uh, and Under Armour (laughs) Connected Fitness. (laughs) She has been featured in Harvard Business Review, Essence, and the New York Times, and was recently named the number one woman in Silicon Valley tech companies that should be naming. Listen to this. The number one woman Silicon tech companies should be naming to their boards by Business Insider. Oh, Oh, wow. Wow. Wow is right. Wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Let's on that note, would you miles. like to be on our board? Um. <laughs> Perhaps, which you probably, that's like the, that's the one side of my life. My life is spiritual strategy. So like one side yeah. of my life is the strategy. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and then the other side of my life is the spiritual. So when people ask me what I do, I just, I tell them I'm a metaphysician. I'm a spiritual strategist. Mm, I'm I a, you know, master self-actualization coach. 
And I do that same work, whether I'm like, people can hire me in lots of different ways (laughs) and they can call it lots of different things, but it's the same work. Mm. Metaphysician. Okay. That is, uh, speaking of like coining and trademarking things, uh, that's pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> Agreed. It's, you know, it's a big thing, but I like to have big, I don't, I don't do small talk. I do big talk. Mm. Oh <laughs> so. yeah. And we're going to be using the word big a lot today. I have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I, I, I feel like I, we need to pause here and honor the fact that spiritual strategist is the perfect balance of divine feminine and divine masculine. Yes. Like, yes. We talk yes. about this all the time about how it's so important. And it is the one thing that we can truly balance ourselves. We have the ability to balance it. We can't balance schedules or com- command time. We certainly can balance I mean, our energies, little ways, but yeah, <laughs> little ways, but we, there's no such thing as managing all of those things. Being, having a perfectly balanced schedule is out of wackadoodle. This is a beautiful yes. example beautiful. And we need both. And it's funny because my business in in soul tour, which is my primary business, um, like my entire team, like of employees is women. Almost all my customers are women. My highest paying customers are men, um, which I find to be like super fascinating because Mm -hmm. most of my messaging is like you would think would be appealing more to women, but I think it attracts the men who do, who within themselves have a relatively well-balanced divine feminine and divine masculine. And some of my most prized like vendor relationships are with men Mm -hmm. Um, because I tend, I am not necessarily so balanced (laughs) within myself. So I tend to be like divine feminine, like creation. I will take small and make it huge. I will make more and more and more and more of it. And like every once in a while, it's really helpful to have like a, a well-developed divine masculine dominant force mm-hmm. on, in the crew to be like, mm-hmm, shoot, we're going to do yeah. it. How are we going to measure that? Right, right? <laughs> we're going to do this. Ah, yeah. measure and, it. And we're going to do this. Yes. <laughs> we're going to know. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. need both of those things for create, for creation to, to, um, happen and thrive because you can, as a divine feminine, well-developed, overdeveloped, even you can create forever, but yeah. like without that, you know, focus narrow, yeah. like the, the it, things just actually, that's, that's what I would don't want to speak that word. That's what like metastasis is in the biological body, right. Is like unchecked, uncontrolled, only ever growth. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like, sometimes you got to like, maybe it. I love that. It's so good. There's so many. And I think for so many of us, especially Molly and I've had this conversation. I mean, how many on, on the spill the tea, but also on the side about all of the ideas, so many ideas, we're always birthing ideas. It's like we, the the implementation of them. Yes. I mean, yes. And, and you, and the choice, like, this is the thing I have like two clients right now, I'm like really coaching hard on this right now. You have to choose. You have to pick. They're all great ideas. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and I'm from Silicon Valley in the Valley. We say ideas are worthless because like literally everybody you meet has a great idea, but like who can execute it? 
right? And like execution requires that you say, every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. To say yes to something, you must say no to something yes. else. Yes. It's just the way. And creation requires focus, right? Mm. It requires it. Yeah. Right. And it's still in, and I think with, uh, especially in my experience with women entrepreneurs, there's this, like, they're all the, all the creations, all the ideas are kind of like your, you know, they are your little spiritual children. Mm -hmm. So it feels like you're kind of killing one or saying no to one, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, right, but you could choose to do this now and do it and ship it and create it. And then do another thing. And then, yes, <laughs> and, yes, and, and do another yes. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. And what I also really love about what you're saying, and this is just, again, another way of saying something that we we say all the time. And I, and again, like words to hear, like there, someone will hear them from you that they didn't hear from us, right? But what I, I think um, that's really, really brilliant is that the, the synergies happen when you start, you focus, and then you find the things that bring value to the core, right? It's not a distraction, it's traction forward, right? right. And okay. that is the key. And, right. you know, and the masculine energy of being able to analyze appropriately the one where to put the energy, the inspiration, right, mm, is yes. critical, a critical component of this equation, right? So right. it's ideas, analysis of, of where, where to push, mm, you yes. know, and then knowing where, what's going to bring the traction and not distraction or pulling you forward, not back. So, <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I keep, Especially because I think most of us at this stage of the game are trying, we want to build what we're building in our zone of genius, right? You, you hear people talk. I hear a lot of people being like, I'm multi, like multi-passionate was a thing that people started talking about a couple of years ago. I'm multi-passionate and they almost bear it as like a liability. I'm multi-passionate. And I kind of tend to feel like, mm, no, you have a, a zone of genius, but your zone of genius may be at the intersection of three different subjects, there's that slit, that Venn diagram overlap is where your zone of genius is. Mm. But if you don't ever ship, because you're, if you don't ever ship in your thing that you're creating in one zone of genius or in one circle, circle of the Venn diagram of your zone of genius, because you're like, so still perseverating about the decision and the choice and the agonizing and whatever, then you don't get the chance to find those synergies that you're talking about. Mm. Right. Like had I never, like I used to be a straight up business. I used to be a real estate, straight up real estate columnist. Right. Then I was like more business and marketing. If I had not created the business in the business and marketing zone, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to see that all of this consulting I'm doing is actually coaching. I wouldn't have been at the conference where the CEO of the big company was like, dang, girl, you should be doing this. I, you're probably a good marketer, but like, you are great at this. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I would never have gotten to see spiritual strategy to create spiritual strategy as like a framework that mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? That makes sense to people. Now it didn't make sense. That was not a thing <laughs> like 10 years ago, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, but you got to be willing to like, just take the natural next step, get into the thing that doesn't, it feels 
like good and important. It may not feel like the exact perfect, exact right yet, but you can't get there to find this energy until you're like, you just choose to do a thing and do it. Mm. And it's almost, there's like such an energy. It's like that old, there's that old quote about like, whatever you, what is it? Whatever you, whatever you can dream or whatever you yeah can dream, um, just begin it. Something like that. Like there's, there's magic and, and like Providence sparks and other stuff starts to happen. Other people, other, you know, co-creative forces Yes. notice you when you just, just pick a thing and do it. <laughs> just pick a thing. Oh, well, well speaking of focus and we, we've got a couple of things that we really want to get to today. Um, one of our favorite ways to get focused and to build a higher vibration is through some breathing. And we cannot forget mm-hmm. to do that. <laughs> mm, I know. I'm just like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love I love when you meet a soul sister where we're like, we're like all speaking the same language. Like, I know, I know, I know. This is a great moment for us to all collect ourselves. Come around the table, everyone. You probably have already grabbed your your tea. We'll talk about that in a sec, but let's do some breathing and we're gonna talk about some big things. So let's clear some mind space for that. Okay, beautiful. We're going to connect our body, breath, spirit, and alignment here. So we're going to uh, just, if you're sitting or you're standing, just root through the seat or the feet. Start to feel the bones connecting to wherever you're planted. And bring your awareness to the very tip of the nose. Coupled with the mantra, I am breathing in. I am breathing out. So try to have a three breath in and then a six breath out. So we're doubling the exhale length. So inhale for three. And then deep, full, smooth, steady exhale. Awareness on that very tip of the nose, feeling the air entering the nose. And feel the air leaving the nose. Last time together, inhaling. And exhaling fully, completely, letting go. And the eyes open and just hopefully paying attention to the shifts that you may have felt energetically when we slowed and studied that breath. Um, it's almost like you could feel that. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. So, uh, we've, we've already dipped our toe into how many conversations already, Uh, I'm thinking, let's discuss this archetype that we pulled on our last show. This, I know nothing. I didn't, I did not peak this week. Just just so you know, I didn't peak at all. I was like, I have no idea what to expect. Um, So for those of you who don't know what we're doing, we're actually, we pull cards from the Wild Unknown Archetypes Guidebook by Kim Kranz. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and last week we pulled the starborn. So, and again, just want to kind of show this card, right? Because there's lots of symbolism here with the cracked egg, sort of this, uh, you know, cosmic, uh, you know, feel of stars and colors. Um, 
So let's dip into this, the starborn, the divine child, the star child, the destined, mm. an elusive yet radiant aspect of the self. The starborn archetype points to the cosmic spark of light that arrives with each being at birth. The moment the newborn crowns, whether vaginally or surgically, the royal stars above are said to constellate in a unique way, in unique shape that maps our path in the world. The idea of destiny is controversial, yet the starborn naturally feels a sense of destination and purpose. Mm -hmm. aiming itself toward a future that is beyond the mundane. When this card appears, travel back to your birth story for clues and insight. What did you desire when you were young? Practice seeing your life from a mythic point of view rather than as a series of logistics. Mm -hmm. Read the story of the three fates and envision yourself born under the stars with a unique destiny. And when light, a light, trusting, vibrant, aimed, I like that word aimed, aimed as it relates to business, right? When dark, feeling of misalignment, loss of longing. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so good. Star child. I mean, actually. Aimed, you know? Gosh, if we all just had some aim in our life, you know? You know, it, what I love, I was just, I'm, I'm redoing my website and I was just reading through like a bunch of old student testimonials and it was, I loved how many of them and I, you know, these people didn't hear each other's testimonials, right? Yeah. How many of them said something like, I've all, I always felt like I was destined for greatness. Mm. Like I was, as a kid, I knew I was supposed to like, there was something big out there for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that knowing, I think that's so often can, you know, turn into this feeling of like dream deferred. If you don't like pursue it, it's always there. Yeah, for so sure. Well, and, and I think that we've, we've become accustomed to believing that that destined to do big things means we need to be Oprah. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, and, it's, rich, and, and right, right, or even a business thing at all. Like sometimes I'm like that. That may or may not be the great thing you came here to do, right? Correct, yeah. correct. But that is again, that's part of the patriarchal society yeah. setup, right? That it's power over, you know, massive wealth, the hustle, all of those things represent some some version of success. And what I love about where where we've already been and where we're going with this is that when we do bring that balance, we, we have a, a chance to, to retap into that divine child. And this archetype is so beautiful. I mean, what fun words woven I mean, together here. I yeah. know. I, I really I did that. love that. And I love that question is, you know, what did you desire when you were young, you know? Yeah. And like, I go back to that actually frequently because um, when I was young, I wanted to be the next big fashion designer. Um, but when I realized what I was designing, I wasn't actually designing clothing. I was designing the shop. I was designing mm. the logo. I was designing the colors of, of mm. the space, the point of purchase, you know, like how my clothes were displayed, you know, which is kind of a weird random thing for a kid to be doing. But, you know, I go to that often, right? Like, so the fashion design really was sort of the front, but the actual was the creation of the space. Um, so, okay. You know. Can I tell you a word story you just totally brought to mind that I feel like is maybe for you since you said that? I love it. Yes, of course. Okay. So I'm sitting at the bar the other day and this gentleman starts talking to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, he says, "You're. I love your sweater. Yeah, not this sweater, but I have this." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, that sweater is a conversation." Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, exactly not this. It's a sweater that's like camo and patches and orange. It's like weird. Um, and so he's like, "I love this sweater." He says, uh, "I'm a designer, so it's like really appeals to me." And I said, uh, "What do you design?" And he said, "Wayfinding systems." And I was like, well, what's, tell me more. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, at the airport, I'm the person whose job it is to get you from your car onto the plane. Um, mm-hmm. I design like wayfinding systems and branded environments and whatever. So like, I'm not sure, I am big on if some, if there's like a synchronicity that literally just happened to me <laughs> and now you're talking about designing that. So I felt like I should share that. Also, I'm going out with that guy next week. So. Oh, oh, that's Ooh. <laughs> well, he sounds delightful. And um, yes, we'll have to have a follow-up. <laughs> right. Indeed. Indeed. I the wayfinding is kind of like <clears throat> what y'all are doing. Oh, I it's love what that. I do for a living. It's what you guys are doing for a living. You can do it with content. You like we're helping, you know, helping ourselves find our way and then helping other people find their way. Yes, we're the breadcrumb droppers, right? Totally. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. All right. <laughs> so one of the really fun things about how Kim has designed this book, and you can see this right here, is she uses all the margins, which everyone knows I am gaga over. So and this margin here, what it says today is when this card appears. Don't be surprised if you receive a surge of desire for a long lost dream. One you haven't visited since childhood. Let this (laughs) desire shake you up. Come on now. Let's just drop the mic. Let this (laughs) desire shake you up. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Well, so now that the second part of that childhood dream, and I've shared this before is to own the tea house, right? So that's what this all evolved toward was the tea house. So I love that. What would, what about you guys? What were, what was your childhood dream? I know we're going off script here, but it's really, it's a really great question. I love it. Um, do you want me to go? Do you want to go? Yeah, go for it. Um, my parents owned a gym when I was a kid. Um, so I got to set, so I got, but it was a racket club, which is like a weird kind of gym. Cause at racket clubs, you basically like have a bunch of really, really overweight people doing really high intensity sport while eating fries and drinking beer. So it's like a very bizarre mix of things. <laughs> like somebody <laughs> always dies at the racket club once a year. Like that's kind oh, of, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I was like a little kid, like serving fries and beer <laughs> to like people at the gym, but I was fascinated with the women who would work out. Like I was, it was Jane Fonda era. I loved that they would like get dressed up and come work out with their friends. That was my thing. So I've always, I've, and I was fascinated with like the ones that would come all the time and then you'd never see them again. And like people's goal, you know, I was like really into it. I was like, just in it. So I kind of do that now. I mean, I have worked in like wellness and behavior change and transformation most of my career. I think very, very inspired by that. But I also like, I also own a gym. <laughs> like I own a kickboxing studio. So yeah. And I like, I just generally am like, I am a woman in my late forties and I get to dress up in great workout gear and work out all the time with my friends <laughs> and speak and teach and like about transformation, behavior change, um, for the healthier, wealthier and wiser. So I kind of live that dream. 
I kind of live in a lot of ways. I live that dream. And the older I get, the more purely I live it. So where I like, I don't even make excuses that it's really about like marketing as much anymore or whatever. I'm like, no, I just like care that I care about people, you know, knowing who they remembering, remembering, putting back together the piece. <laughs> you know oh, what man. I mean? I, that's what I care about. I, 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 I feel so aligned with your, your language and your words. It's so good. It's just, um, and even go. the hand movements we do oh, that all the time. Remember, unlearn, oh, yeah. remember. <laughs> if you were just listening, you should see that we were talking about, you know, the members putting dismembering is the opposite of re. Yes. Remembering. So. And that's the beautiful story of, um, you know, ISIS of, uh, remembering her husband and, Sewing him back together. Yes. And uh, so beautiful. 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 I love you. Well, it'll be no surprise that the Leo wanted to be a rock star. Um, (laughs) Yes. Although I had the, it, it was a very specific, like I had this idea that I would have like my own show where I interviewed people and would sing and like, do these things, right? Uh, pretty much my life. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like this. Like this. Amazing. Yeah. I what mean, I grew up- we, we need to have you like start an intro with like a song. You can do oh, a little, yeah. and then we can really make sure that we're. I can leave. I can leave that part of it. That's fine. Um, but the but really the, I remember being so fascinated by Oprah when I was little. Like this woman who had all these different people sitting next to her on the couch, and it wasn't this huge room with all these people. It was the two of them. Like it never felt like there was an audience, and I loved that. Mm. Like I felt like it was her, the guest, and me. Mm. And I loved that feeling. Um, and I don't think I ever, ever really thought about the, how my life is now based on that little girl. I mean, I know that I love what I do, right. I love this work. Um, so that was fun. That was fun to kind of go walk through that for sure. Mm-hmm. I do. I love that. Mm-mm-mm. We're all doing aspects of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, what's in it, you know, in my work a lot, we find, I find, or I in let me rephrase this. People magnetize me into their worlds (laughs) at the point in time, usually where there's something that's gotten very dissatisfying um, or disharmonic because they are actually doing like a shadow version, like of their, of the childhood dream of the pure, like essential childhood dream. So they are like, they, um, maybe they're a lot of times they're like they're in a marketing or sales role when they actually want to be the creator of the thing right mm-hmm. the entrepreneur uh, the purveyor of the thing mm-hmm. um so they're kind of doing it for somebody else and it's like kind of like that there's like a little bit of a piece of it but there but it's like actually it can get to be a shadow thing mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just enough of a taste where they're like they're, there's a, a part of them that's being um nurtured, but the entire, you know, their, their wholeness is not showing up. Right. And, and by dint of that, they tend to be depleted because there's like this inner conflict kind of constantly, right. It's like, it's the, it's like the zones that, you know, um, uh, Gay Hendrix's zones, like it's like being in your zone of excellence 
where you're really great at what you're doing, but the work is like depleting because it's not quite the right thing for you Mm. versus being in your zone of genius where you're like, you are like the best at that thing. And it's like lighting you up and energizing you as you go. Mm. Um, So that's like the switch. And it's, it is fortunate that often the skills you develop when you're in your zone of excellence serve you very well (laughs) when you decide to move into your zone of genius, but it's a scary paradigm hop to make. So people often need a little help right there. Well, what I find so fascinating about that is it it is, it is very connected to Lilith's story, who is our woman, who is our divine feminine card. So we, every week we pull a card from Megan Watterson's divine feminine Oracle. Have you ever seen this deck? I have, I have the architects type stack, but that one I haven't seen. Yeah, this is, so we love Megan. We are manifesting opportunities for her to be on the show with us as well. She wrote (laughs) the book, Mary Magdalene revealed. And have you read that yet? I have it right here. You will love this book. It is Mary's uh, Mary Magdalene's gospel and she breaks it down. It's so good. So good. Um, yes. she actually I has everything it. That's yes. why I have it out. Yeah. She has a, a group called the house of Mary Magdalene. Um, and mm-hmm. she does, you know, sermons every other week kind of thing. Anyway, she put together this great book with, I don't know, 50, 55 amazing women from mythology, history, you name it. Wonderful stories. And Lilith is who we pulled. Lilith is known as the first woman. So who she is, Lilith embodies our sovereignty to declare our desires to do what must be done in order to live them out. According to Jewish folklore, Lilith was Adam's first wife. She was created from the same earth as Adam. So when he expected her to be subservient to him, she refused. Lilith explained to Adam that they were equal, made by God. So when Adam insisted again on her submission, Lilith uttered the divine names and flew away. Supposedly, Adam sent angels after her to force her to return, but she was with the archange, uh, archangel Samuel, and she desired to remain with him. Ancient Jewish midrash or retellings of biblical stories portray Lilith as a demon, but contemporary feminist theologians like Judith Plaskow have incorporated women's experience and women's voices into traditional texts with their own midrash. Plaskow transforms the fearsome vilified Lilith into a wise empowered woman. Lilith embodies the emotional and spiritual aspects of our unconscious and unrealized desires, sensuality, and unbridled sexuality. She owns her body and soul completely. For many women, Lilith is an icon of freedom. Lilith is the first woman. She is the woman who refused to be dominated or defined by anyone or anything outside of her. When your soul selects her card, Lilith asks, what would happen if you left everything behind? She wonders, what prevents you from getting to experience all that you desire? Is it you? Is it an idea of someone you have to be? Is it society's definition of what it means to be a woman? Lilith asks the questions that sometimes never fully reach the light of consciousness. Lilith is unclaimed. She is the cry. She is the ruler of her body and soul and reminds us that we are too. And not only that, we have a sacred obligation to be the body's fierce protector. 
if I were entirely equal to everyone else, to every man and every angel, what would I choose for my life? If I see myself as worthy as the first woman ever created by the divine, what more would I ask for? Am I living the life I desire? Am I actually fulfilled sexually in my current relationship? Are there aspects of my sexuality I haven't been able to face and voice? Lilith refused to settle. She answered all these questions within her and took action on the truth she uncovered. Lilith demanded that she meet with what she really desired. And she's here to demand that we all do the same. Mm. Her soul voice meditation question is, what does the life I truly desire look like? Mm. What, what does the life I truly desire look like? And then in your intentions and your meditations, remember to repeat, I am the voice of my body and soul. I choose the life I desire to live. Mm. The synergies between the cards of the starborn mm. and Lilith, you know, right. Are, are profound, right. You know? And the perfection of what Tara Nicole does. Totally. Yes. I mean, I mean, it's like, I have I goosebumps at all. <laughs> I mean, you're so for those of you who follow Tara Nicole already, you know, that she's got this wisdom of tapestry, wisdom and tapestry of divine topics that she speaks over and into all of us doing big dreams undoing self-sabotage, healing our inner critic. Uh, dreaming more delicious dreams. <laughs> um, like this, you are embodying Lilith, right? Mm. When you are reminding us that we are worthy. So what, let's talk about the word big next to the word dreams in yes. your world. What, what well, do you I mean? Like, when you I say feel that? like there's something that I need to say about Lilith though. Okay. Yes. Go for it. That's like very, I'm very front of mind for me right now because of some experiences I've been having. Um, so I made a commitment seven, eight years ago. Um, and my commitment went like this. I committed to see what needed seeing. I committed to say what needed saying to do it like with intentionality and skill. I'm not that like, I don't have a filter. I just say whatever. That's not me. I'm, I'm too grown for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. Like, yeah. And when I would, and in not in a manipulative way at all, like the, the entire objective of that is full, complete self-expression. Right. So it was a commitment um, that often shows up in situations where like boundaries have been violated, even though like there's lots of ways you can protect yourself from having boundaries violated again, it's really important for your own inner being to hear you speak up and express when your own boundaries have been violated. Um, you know, so it's like speaking up for yourself, saying what you mean, asking for what you need, like not saying yes when you really mean, when you really in your heart mean no, all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that feels like a little bit Lilith from the way you've represented. Yeah, like the oh hell no. She's like, yeah, I mean, that's cute. You can send whoever you need to send. Like I'm doing what works for me. <laughs> like I am the voice of this body. Mm -hmm. It's right. the only voice it's got. Um, and I know I, who I am, right? Period. Yes. And so like, I'm going to do this. And, and what I wanted to say, because I think many, 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 many women are having this like, 
a part of the renaissance that I think we're seeing in this season right now is we've been doing the deep work. <laughs> we've been shining light in the shadows. We've been like learning about boundaries and like getting our worthiness back and coming back to ourselves. And people are starting to have these conversations in ways that like they may not have ever in the 10 and last generations of their family. Right. And there are, and I want people to anticipate and understand and learn or, or look forward to practicing being okay with the fact that there are consequences oh. to making these commitments. There are consequences. Lilith, like many, like, you know, I have a kinship with the Greek goddess Circe, who's by my last name. I changed actually to Kirk in honor of Circe. Mm. Circe was, is another, was known as the goddess, is now known as the goddess of transformation, um, honed her craft, was exiled, had this whole story, whatever. Circe for generations was called the dread goddess because mm. she turned some men into swine. They left out the part where they tried to rape her rape first. Her. Right, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Right, but like, right, Lilith, goes down in history it is either written out of history <laughs> entirely yeah. the yeah. Whole first part of what you're saying um about her or is like kind of told this story if she's like this awful like terrible person until somebody later comes to rewrite it so you do have to know and like I had a, a really intense conversation with someone recently and they didn't like it <laughs> and a lot of times when you start speaking up for yourself or saying what you mean and especially if it's with someone who hasn't had other people do that with them someone who's not really used to people calling out the elephant in the room and speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. There are always consequences, including they may not like it include So you have to like anticipate as you go into this next season, <laughs> you can be a badass with your own boundaries and with your own self-expression. Some people won't like it. You may feel very uncomfortable in these conversations when you, um, uh, because of their discomfort and because so much of like the conditioning that women receive is around, like, it's our job to make people comfortable, yeah. right? It's yeah. actually not like no one in this universe is entitled to be comfortable. That's not a guarantee. Yeah. And it's massively codependent, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> It's codependent and even worse, it can be very self um, injurious or self like divorcing. I think of that, like, it's mm. like you're abandoning your own self. Yes. So that's the flip side is the other consequence though, of the commitment. And when you, if you make it, and if you exercise it is you sleep really damn well at night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You get all this self-respect back Yeah. because you're like, no, you know what? And your inner, your inner children <laughs> stop acting out so much right. stop sabot stop some of the sabotage the self-sabotage sort of dissipates because it's not like this voice is in there begging you to hear it and express it oh, you actually express it. it oh yeah that's, that's like the right. internal part system yeah. therapy work right? that you're yeah. just discussing the other thing i just have to make this connection from our last week's show when you asked deborah like when did this start for women right? Like when did women get written out of this matriarchal, you know, balanced, totally right there with you. Right. And so, it's like it started yeah. this at this creation story. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be, I'm, I feel like the, so, so Tara, we were talking, um, on our show yesterday about when the shift from matriarchal society to patriarchal happened mm -hmm. and what, 
what that, what that spark was, because we know that when we were living in a matriarchal society, yes, women were in power with one another and men and women were equals everywhere else. But when we made the shift into patriarchal, men took a position of power over others and made women submissive. So I, I, I feel like it, this is a great example of what we were talking about. I, I, I feel like though we were already in a patriarchal society when the Jewish folklore yes, was being created. By the time this, yes. that, right. Yeah. yeah and, that's why so often I, I look at the, like, I look, it's, listen, if you do work in the archetypes and you're looking for, like, I'm, I have a very dominant ruler archetype, ruler, feminine archetype is queen, right? Mm-hmm. So I then start to look through like history and myth for like queens who did not have the, who were not shadow queens, queens who were not beheaded, queens who were not exiled, queens who were not like dispossessed of their properties, queens who were not surrounded by courts of traitors and jesters and like, okay, you gotta look, you gotta go back. <laughs> queens who were not just ceremonial, mm-hmm. right? You gotta go far back to find them. And I ended up in like, you can end up in some of the like really, really old, like Asian, like the Buddhist and Hindu traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, you can end up in some of the old, 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 like African traditions. Um, like, you know, the prime in Egyptian, in the Egyptian. Um, Pantheon, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all of the prime, like creator deities were women. Right. Um, so it's like some, I think it's like somewhere between like 6,000 and, you know, three, 2,500 years yeah. ago. Yeah. But what I see is just like, it, like we all came from this one energy that some people call a blob or some people call a quantum field and some people call it God. Like we all came from that. And at the time when people started to forget that, that source of power was fully and freely available to them, they started to feel powerless. Mm. And the powerless, the ones who perceived themselves as powerless started to look at the ones who had some primal seeming kind of power and figure they got to get it from them. And that's when you start to see these toxic power extractions, like women um, do have the power to create life, which probably freaked some powerless men out. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and to add in that, what we see consistently, and and you you are talking about the actual result of the the negative energy around these female leaders, like their heads being chopped off or them being thrown in, you know, thrown in the tower. We were actually digging into this whole how we how they become part of the occult story. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the hidden story that the well, old really- Lilith is a demon. Um, because we right. talked about Shekinah yesterday, right? Like um yes. in, in the, the last show, we talked about Shekinah and how she's the light and the, the light Glory. side of God and the and the and the feminine side of God. But we didn't hear that. Right. We didn't hear that whenever you talk about and even using the word goddess, I had a hard time with that word at first. I was like, Oh, am I bad Christian? Well, I did too, because, you know, and I like, I literally had to like, talk to God about it where I was like, you know what? I got to a place where I was like, listen, here's what I know. I know that the spirit of the God that I like want to be in relationship with does not want me to be cowering in fear of it. Amen. That I know. 
So like anything that I've been taught that is contrary to that, I'm going to just let that go because I'm big on like eating the meat and leaving the bones. <laughs> right. And like, like I grew up a Baptist, right? Like we literally would go to, to every time we opened a Bible, we had to say this little prayer that was like, may God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. Hmm. And I feel like if that, I have prayed that prayer thousands of times in my life. I mean, I went to hmm. like church day school. So five days a week, plus two days on the weekend, that's all over. If we, if that doesn't give you the discretion, that, that the blessing is discretion discernment mm. like you, god yeah. does not want god or the, the, the god or the blob god doesn't even care what you call it god has bigger fish to fry than being right. <laughs> about whether we're like you know what's the gender of god or you know like come on yes well and 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 if we continue down that it the gender of god is irrelevant but us being able to hear the yes. the voice of god the word of god translated through Feminist yes. theologians yes. who go back and dig. Talk, you talking about digging for the queen. They're like digging. Yeah. They're like it, it, the Nag Hammadi dig going, come on. We know they there's got to be some ladies that have wrote something here. Right. Like, like really Gosh. that, that we were hearing the words there. Um, there's a gal, her name's Megan Chance. I don't know if either of you follow her, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's, I, I raised, I think she's in the South, but she wrote this, she wrote a a book and has since of course, turned it into a a thousand quotes and, and such, but she reads the Bible through the voice of a woman and Mm -hmm. flips the scripture. So like when it's like, you know, wives submit to your husbands, like she actually shifts that she's -hmm. still using the same words, but she shifts it through the feminine voice. And it, I mean, the comments underneath every one of her posts are like, like you, for her, thank though. you, Jesus. Like I finally th- see myself. Right. It's um, Megan talks about how when she was going through her one of her presentations, she had to present in front of a bunch of men, and she did not use he at all. She referred to God as she the entire time, and they were all like, "What?" I had no idea. It felt so awkward to hear God as she, 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 she. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, flipping the script. That's what we're all doing. That's, and that's how you, like, that's how you break open your, your mind and your heart and your spirit. I was, I was just reading or uh, taking the the meeting of the crack in the egg, right? Crack it open, right? I was just reading the, uh, watching the Shonda Rhimes um, masterclass. And she talks about this. She says, so in her writer's room, what she does is she gets, they'll get halfway through the season and then she'll be like, all right. Starting now, every character we've written, half the characters we wrote as men are female. Um, half that do those storylines still make sense? Does it seem bizarre that that one character is super like chasing a date all the time? Like we, you know what I mean? It's just like that's how oh, you yeah. bias is you like literally just flip it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like one of the things that I think stood me in such good stead in my relationship with God through all of, you know, from like Baptist and Pentecostal churches and Bakersfield (laughs) to now has been that I was always taught that my relationship with God is my relationship with God, that we need, that I don't require like translation. Like Mm -hmm. I actually just get to like talk to God and Mm -hmm. talk about it. And so like, 
that is a really, whether you think God is for, I think God of God as force that we personify to make that like be a thing that we can be in relationship with. We can understand, brain, right? That, yeah, because human mm-hmm. brain can't really like yeah. do so much, especially when, you know, when you think back mm-hmm. um, over, you know, thousands and thousands of years, that has stood me in such good stead. You can actually, I invite like people who are Christians just coming, like, you know, coming into my work. I'm like, you need to actually talk to God about that. You need to sit and like, get, get a feel, get, how do you feel in your spirit? When, once you know God, and I'll tell you, I remember seeing like a year or two ago, the Pope was like proposing a change to the Lord's prayer. And it was like, the, the line was like, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive the, no, 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 no. Lead us not into temptation, right? And so the Pope was like, uh, first of all, the Pope is literally a scholar in like Aramaic, Hebrew, Greek, like all of these ancient languages. And was like, so first of all, that's, it's a mistranslation. Secondly, mm-hmm. like God doesn't lead you into temptation. That's not how that works. <laughs> and I had this moment of being like, that like if you get into relationship with the, I think of God as the creative power that formed all worlds, the infinite intelligence that codes your lungs in the air to know how to work with each other and, and the limitless love that like flows through us all. If you get into any level of contact or relationship with that, mm-hmm. then you can get an email from that signed God and be like, I don't think God really wrote that email. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we have to go. We have to go back. What What was the translation? What it's, it was it uh, temptation like switching to ignorance? Like what was it? Like well, no, we, it was something about like the part about God leading us into. Okay, yeah. Where he was like, "That's not what it says," and that's not even like God doesn't. No, I'm gonna have to totally search. Yes. You know, yeah, totally. I'm like, right? I know, like, like, yeah, that would be like Google. Google. There's a, there's a way, you know, works for, and so there's, when you read, when I read the Bible now, and I read many sacred texts and study many sacred traditions now, but when I read it now, I'm like, that, like, this feels right. That feels right. That feels right. That feels like King James was adding some stuff. That feels like King James was just on some Yes, other exactly. Because we were taught in the, in, in the Christian religion that that is like, it's holy and it's from God and there is, it's perfect. Through a bunch and, of guys. And then you're like, wait a minute. Then you're like, oh, the Nicene Council was a who? Yeah. And, like and what was their intention? Yeah. And there was some stuff they actually just like voted on. They were like, all right. So, all right, cool. Yeah, Power. I agree. Throw yeah. it in. You know, exactly. like, you know. I know. Uh, <laughs> and so, so it's important to have to bring your own, like, if you are a person who identifies as like a God believer, we'll bring the God given intelligence and discernment and discretion you were given to the table when you read, when you take these things in, you know what I mean? And like, look for resonance. That is the voice. There is a wise inner being voice in you. That is the voice of the divine speaking to you, helping you like discern, mm. you know, mm. what matters, what's important, what's true, what's not. That's um, so good. That's yeah. Sure. I love it. The, uh, the naked pastor is also a, a fun guy to follow on Instagram. I don't know if either of you follow him, but he, he does these like little cartoons. Um, he was a pastor in the, the Christian, uh, in a Christian religion, uh, denomination. And he's since left and he has the most beautiful way. He looks like Santa to me. 
Like he has this most beautiful way of kind of explaining getting right with God and about how, when we actually release the pressure of having to go through a pastor to understand things or that, that because that person said that to me when I was five, that's it. But he, the, the expansiveness of God grows and, and you cannot really actually explain that to someone. They have to experience it. Experience it. Yes. It yes. has to. And I try to bring a lot of grace to people who aren't the people. I believe that God gets people ready when they get ready. And I have people ask me a lot, like what, you know, what at soul tour, like what our role is. And I'm like, you know what? I talked to God about it when I first started soul tour. And I was like, I am thrilled by the number of people who do our work on like money or book writing or like whatever the topic is who come back and are like, you know, I used to think I was an atheist, but I don't think I'm an atheist. I think that there's something else. And I'm like, I appreciate you for like giving me permission to like think that. And so I'm like, and God, take it away. Like that's <laughs> like, if I yes. can help people remember, put, put themselves back into connection with whatever, however they can conceive of that pool of love and power and intelligence, then mm-hmm. like, it, like, I'm, I feel like I did a good, you, you know? So I joke all the time that like, literally people will be like, what do you do? And I'll say, I do PR for God. That's what I do. I yeah. Do for you plant <laughs> seeds. It's, well, I right. and then they take them and they, and the sun shines and the water rains and, you know. Oh, it's so beautiful. I really, um, we could talk forever and hours, but I, I do have a kid pickup that I, uh, I need to go. So I, I, I might need oh to drop gosh, so that you guys can uh, continue the conversation. No, you know what? I have to go too. I have a call right now. <laughs> yes, um, we do have to. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a part two with you. If, if you're okay with that, um, sure. where we dig into all of your soul work. Great. And so that people can get connected with you. We'll, we'll of course get all of the, um, the ways to get connected with you now so that they can start following you and get to know you a little bit better. Um, I, I knew that we would go long, but holy smokes, like, <laughs> I, I feel like we just about, started we're talking about, I know. I'm like, okay, well, we got to talk about that. So I know, yeah. right. We're yes. all like, oh man, we got life. Life is hitting us. Right. I love it. I love it. So, right. um, would you mind uh, giving us a blessing, uh, on our way out? Yes. And then, uh, um, yes, yeah, sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, let's see. So as we each go out into our respective lives and worlds from here, we give thanks for this perfect day. We declare that miracles will follow miracles and that wonders will never cease. We open our hearts and our minds to receive all the infinite intelligence, the creative power and the limitless love that is that runs the show in this universe. Um, and we give thanks that the divine genius within each one of us is now released. And so it is. So it is. Love this. I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay. Real quick, pull a card. Oh gosh. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. As you are doing that, uh, Tyrannical, do you have any last words of advice you want to sprinkle over the community, um, as a bridge to the next conversation? Well, I, you know, I would say this, that we all have these sacred contracts that are things we came here to be and do and have and learn and create, right? And so those things are not just like goals. They are sacred contracts. And so that will like bridge us into our next conversation all about big dreams. Oh, I love that. And which is appropriate because our card is Kairos, soul time. What? 
I think oh, that's what that means, right? That is gorgeous. Look at that eye. Is that like a cheetah eye? What is that? It's an all-seeing something. Yes, all-seeing something. Like a cat and, eye. And we have Inanna. Oh, Inanna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that'll be those will be fun conversations. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching live. Thank you for those of you watching the replay. If you're catching us on the podcast, as always, hop on over, check out the video for all the things that we're sharing visually. Uh, Tara Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Right. And we will right. get together with your people and sync of schedules and get you on for part two ASAP. We love you so much. Bye, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, y'all. And it was wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a sacred space to learn and laugh together and to reset our mindsets for the week ahead. We do hope that you enjoyed hearing our thoughts and stories about our favorite people, products, and initiatives, positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Want to connect with us? Head on over to those show notes and click on the links. Let's all confidently step into tomorrow, intentionally leading with divine love, gratitude, and faith. Psst. Hey, if you like the show, we'd love for you to click those stars and leave us a review. And don't keep us a secret. Share us with a friend. We love expanding the circle. Thanks. Thanks.